Talk Show. With Zach and the Professor on the fan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Leaving the Yard, the Thursday version of the big show, and we appreciate you joining us. Uh Uh-oh, I had forgotten, and now I am reminded. It's not just Thursday anymore. It's three for Thursday. It's three-name Three-name Thursday. Is that like three for Thursday? Whatever. Usually, I mean, you get drinks out of that. Well, we're not getting drinks. We should have drinks when we're yesterday doing Thursday. Yesterday, accused me of drinking in here. Well, you have. Not yesterday. It's been a very rare thing. Now I'm not randomly testing. I watched yeah. you hammer. You were pretty good hitting the hammer today. <laughs> I think you're all right. I wasn't too hammered. No. Nah. You mentioned the hammer. We uh, thank Chop for uh, contributing this morning a uh, yes. framed Ryan Mallet. Signed. Signed, framed Ryan Mallet autograph. I was yes. going to say autograph picture, but you cut in front of me. Sorry. It. Uh, of his playing days at the University of And it's a great picture of him coming over the top with a pass. And uh, maybe during a break, I'll show folks that on Facebook. Oh, no, we're not getting that thing down off that no, nail. I'm, just, I'm talking about moving the camera. You move the camera. You're not moving that I'm picture I'm not moving again. that. Well, it took a little teamwork. It took some teamwork. That's to get a, that one of those, how many Aggies does it take to <laughs> screw sure. a yeah, well, yeah. How many does it take? Sports talk show host does it take Hang to... Hang a uh, picture. Yeah, well... <laughs> On our carpeted yeah. wall. Either way, uh, I brought the big hammer mm. out, and uh, we put that thing in. This All right, so don't hurt him, chop for doing that. Yeah, but, uh, that's very cool. Yeah, and he, he should t- be in a more prominent position. I'll well, be honest he's hanging over the jersey there, uh, the uh, Texas High jersey. You so. can move him over here to the pennant wall. Well, then we got to move stuff. It's you know, it's like the outside. Didn't we have a leopard pennant? Where'd that go? Is it? Where'd that leopard no, pennant go? I, we had a leopard sign. Yeah. We had a leopard sign. Where is our leopard sign? Did Earl take the sign? I don't know. He used to always move it. Yeah, I don't what? Know what a leopard sign is. Well, I tell you what. I think it's probably been missing for a month, and now we're noticing. No, we couldn't even be able weeks. to do a crime scene. We're like, ah, oh, we have yeah. no idea when it was here last. Where's the leopard sign? <laughs> I was going to bring us I'm blaming Earl for that. He probably barred it one day. Did we take it to the baseball tournament? No. I didn't take it to a baseball tournament. I don't know. But we had a leopard sign. I know we did. You used to move it every yeah. uh, Tuesday well, afternoon. Yeah, because <laughs> Earl would put it up here, and now it's gone. Maybe it fell Maybe down it over fell. There. That might be it. I doubt it, though. I don't think so. I'm not seeing it. Leopards only go up. They don't yeah, go down. Yeah, whatever. That. <laughs> whatever. It, it is. Yeah. Stuff's missing. How did Corey Thurman end up down on the ground well, again? Well, we never found there? a place to hang him big enough to hang him. We, we had him leaned against that wall. Yeah. You know, Chop brought us that great big. And yes. We don't have a lot of wall space because we're wrapped in here. And I'm not putting it over the sponsor, so no. And we're not moving leaving the yard. No, That's not well, going possibly. <laughs> we never know. It's been moved before a couple times. <laughs> So, Moved, canceled, uh, wiped out. It's, it's a day to day. Be gone. They say on Sports Center. Yeah, day to day. day, to day. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, about five minutes after uh, five o'clock, coming up five thirty this afternoon. Cody Engstrom is going to join us. I'm donning my dragon cap today. Did you drag that out of the closet? It was in the closet. Yes. Yeah. I got a whole stack of them oh, in the I, closet. I got them all. I could just about do – now, I do not have a Redwater hat, but uh, I've got about everything else. I don't know why I have one and you don't have one. I did a Redwater playoff game. You and I called a couple of Redwater yeah. football games back in the day. You must have lost yours because I'm sure I, I got two. I don't two think I ever got one. We don't have a Hooks one. Yeah, I, a Hooks cap. Yeah, that would be great. But Bubba won't come on the show according to you. See? you need, have you reached out to him? No. See? I'll try to get it. So far, I still. And by the way, uh, Lauren Allred will be coming on sometime, uh, probably second week of July. Right. Yeah, next week all booked up already. Do it next week? Yeah. No, but Brandon Martindale's picking his day. Right. And then when I have a vacant day, Waste Fork is going to get in there. Okay, all right. 
So I don't know yet, but I know for sure I've got one baseball. See, if you make it to head baseball coach, you get a spot on the show. There you go. That's what what our theme is. All right, three for Thursday. Three name Thursday. Uh, See, that sounds like Lee Harvey Oswald. Three name Thursday. John Wilkes Booth. I don't know how three name Thursday. That's what it sounds like. In the range of assassins, but okay. (laughs) They always have three names. That's what it sounds like. Three name Hinkley. See? <laughs> I don't think it's really John Boy Hinkley. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Squeaky, I don't know. Door. <laughs> Squeaky door. From. That's right. <laughs> they all have three names. I hate uh, that's That's why I'm a little worried well, about three names. If you're successful. <laughs> successful. I think that's an unsuccessful. <laughs> no. Either we got three names here. Uh, this is our new segment in what we call the summertime when things are a little slow. And- well, we could be doing like uh, Maggie and Perloff and talking about the best basketball movies uh, of all whatever. time today. Whatever. Oh. All right. uh, and we will talk about the Rangers lost today. Do we have to? because yeah, I've got a little prediction on what's about to happen to the Rangers, I'm afraid. Right. Number one. All right. And you may know this person if you watched uh, any sports today. Because his highlight has made a lot of play today. Uh, Jack Porter. Jack Porter? Yeah. Jack Porter plays in the Great Lakes Summer League Baseball. Collegi- okay. It's a collegiate league. You okay. know how yeah, those right. work. Yeah. We had play. one here for a minute. Yeah, for a minute we had one here. He plays for the Lima Locos. Lima, Ohio. Lo- Lima Locos. He's in the Great Lakes League. Locos. Yeah. There's something there, I'm sure. Crazy. It's crazy. No, no, I'm so, I'm betting there's something there. Well, this crazy dude last night, have you not seen this video no, yet? I don't think so. He's trying to rob somebody of a from getting a home run. Okay, over the fence. Well, he goes over completely. Really? But unlike other people who've made great catches over the fence. Yeah. He goes head first into a bench that's sitting there, and his body just kind of crumbles up and knocks the bench over. It's a metal bench. He takes that out. Somehow there's someone's backpack laying there, too, but he doesn't disturb the backpack. This is a horrible story. During the break, you're going to have to see this video, and... uh, I'm not even sure he kept possession of the baseball, but I think people felt so... F- he came up with it. Oh. <laughs> he came up with it, and the umpires... Did he go over, or did the oh, ball he give away? W- he goes over he a fence. over, flipped over, over, over head first into a bench, up. feet are in the air, he flips all the way over, and then comes up with a ball, which you can kind of see at the bottom of the screen is a little questionable. I'm shocked they've got this much camera at Lima. I'm shocked too. To Somebody had a really good lens because it's from like the wow. third base. I mean, first base side. Anyway, uh, but this they ring you, them up. Yeah, they ring them. Nice. And if you have not seen this, you need to go to whatever device you have nearby. That I don't have one. Replays and put Jack Porter Lima Locos catch. Now the story on this, the best thing about it, what I really like. All right. It's number two on Sports Center this morning. <laughs> Play of the day. How'd he get number two? Perfect game last night. So the ground out to Josh Donaldson for the perfect game is number one. This dude gives life and limb. Wait, wait. We've had 24 perfect games. <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> and I've never seen a catch like See, this. See, it was the, a catch. I'm just saying the effort <laughs> is worth it. <laughs> The number one on Sports Center, but uh, yeah, he didn't even get number one. He's a bridesmaid. This is one of those catches. Remember, I think back in the day, CNN used to have a champion until someone came along to beat you. That was a better highlight. CNN or ESPN, one of them. Yeah, one of them had a. Yeah. This guy would have had an NSI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy would have had a nice run for a few days. What you think? This is an amazing catch. He doesn't even get number one. Well, and you know, if this is major league level, he probably gets a top spot. You mean if it's not the Lima Locos? Yeah. If, it, if, he, if it's a major league player that goes over the fence and catches, I'm doing the air quotes, yeah. catches the ball, it probably gets number one. Yeah. It probably gets a little disrespect because it's at the uh, whatever league, Great Lakes League. There you go. 
Which, by the way, Perfect Game was pretty incredible yesterday. It's for not guys. A's. Nah. He's a 500 pitcher with a 4.5 RA playing the A's. Who got suspended here because they thought he was doctoring the ball. And yet, uh, but still, nobody else's perfect game, the A's. It's not like it's happening every week. They're dead last in every I hitting know they statistic. Are. No, I, I'm not saying it's a 27 Yankees, <laughs> which would have made this guy really old. I'm I saying it's, could, it's a major I don't league think team. 27 Yankees get hit off anybody now. <laughs> it's a major league team. I bet they still could. No. I bet Ruth and Garrett could still hit 220 Put without the shit. <laughs> I bet they don't hit Gallo still today. Well, Put him up there. Put the shift on for Gallo. You tell me he's going to have a higher average. Right. Deceased Babe Ruth or Joey Gallo. All right. This is a name you're probably familiar with. I doubt it. But this is for the young people. <laughs> Wait a minute. Then, you probably, then I probably am not familiar with. Yeah, you're um, you're familiar with his name. Tuesday. We, we didn't talk about this Tuesday because of the unfortunate passing uh, of Ryan uh, this week. And so uh, this got pushed off the, uh, the the sports radar around here. Yes. But deserves a mention. This All guy right. should have had his own roast or whatever. <laughs> Tuesday night was the 50th anniversary of David Clyde saving the franchise that is the tech. As I watched the Lonely Rangers today from this fabulous ballpark oh, yeah. do what they've done for the last 15 years, <laughs> people who don't know the story of David Clyde the man who saved the franchise. If you're young, you don't know this no, story. No, you don't know this story. Uh, he's the only person I saw make mention of this week. <laughs> so, well, so if you're old, <laughs> yes, you know this story. But David Clyde, you and I were down state baseball tournament, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Imagine if one of the players we saw play in the state semifinals and finals then two weeks later, found himself starting a Major League Baseball game. That's what David Clyde did. Yeah. I, he, he was a Houston, I, I want to think Bel Air High School maybe. I think so. He's at Houston Bel Air. They play in the state finals. They pitch his arm to death yeah. to get there because there is no... Well, as you've told me, your goal there is to win. Your goal is to pitch him out. There's no pitch count. No. Back 50 years ago. No. So two weeks later, desperate for attendance, the biggest crowd the Rangers had ever had at that point was 20,000 people. This is 1973 or 1? Well, 73. 73. 73. So it's 50 50 years today. Yeah, 50 years ago Tuesday, last past Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, okay, 50. Literally, a couple of weeks after he's out of the state baseball tournament, he's on the mound pitching, starting a Major League Baseball game against the Minnesota Twins. Now, these aren't the World Series Twins, but this is Rod Carew. Yeah. This is Tony Oliva. There's guys in the lineup yes. that yes. can hit. Yes. And so Bob Short, the owner of the Rangers, is so desperate to get anybody to show up that he runs an 18-year-old kid out there two weeks after he's in the state baseball tournament. Probably too much. <laughs> you would think. And uh, they sell out every seat in the place, just a little below 36000 There you go. David Clyde goes out, pitches five innings, wins 4-3, to three, gets the win 4-3 to three, uh, over the Minnesota Twins. And for the remainder of the year, every four days – because you got to remember back then, it's not a five-day. No, four-man rotations. Four-man rotation. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he sends David Clyde back out there. Now, I saw him pitch about a month later against the Yankees of that year. And uh, not quite a full house, but his gates kept the Rangers. They were ready to move again within two years of being there. They just weren't drawing. They were playing in a minor league stadium. Not it's drawing. the Cowboys and nothing else. Yeah. And uh, Short has decided if he doesn't find something to get people to come out. Right. So he gets David Clyde out. He starts filling the place up to see this teenager. He hires Billy Martin. The next year, 
They Jeff find Burrows wins the MVP in 74. And they're five games right. behind the world champions right. in the American League West. But I don't know if they make it to 74 if David Clyde's not there in the summer of 73. And, of course, the bad part of this story is David Clyde had nothing left in the tank no. within a year or two. No, they pitched him yeah. up in about 12 months, yeah. and he was done. Which is sad. It's a sad story. He's a savior of a franchise. He is. So and, there's and, that. And people who know the history of the Rangers know who David Clyde yeah, is. Yeah, oh yeah. He ended up working in a parts house down in Tomball. I think he's retired now. And uh, What little amount of money could he have made? I imagine he signed a deal probably six figures, just above six figures. Was he first pick in the draft? Uh, probably so at the time. Yeah, he probably was the first pick. Big left-hander. But didn't great movement on his yeah. pitches. Never got a contract that mattered, though. No, no. Well, well the none, none of the contracts mattered back yeah. then until Nolan got his yeah. million. But uh, that's a name worthy of recognition, David Clyde. All right. We come back. We'll take a break. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got another one. Number three on our three for Thursday, three name Thursday, whatever you want to call it. We're about fifteen minutes away from uh, Cody Angster, and we're gonna check the door and make sure. If he's here... Yeah, we meant to delay the third night. I don't like that, but you were uh, all about getting the guests on right away. All right. We'll open the door and see if he's here. We'll take a timeout. 16 and a half after five. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor. On the fan. 107.9. after five all right the catch is legit jack porter hung on it's actually a really good shot chain link fence if you didn't see this he doesn't lose that baseball that's a that's a catch it's that's pretty, a, that's an easy one for the ump don't you think he'd had like a weak run as the defending champion? oh yeah that's a great that's a great catch i'm, I'm not doing the camera work but i will say this they need to get that fence a little higher <laughs> Well, he took a he took a shot on the end of that bench. Maybe though. move the bench back. Gosh, <laughs> he hung on. I That's just a great the catch. bench wasn't attached to the ground. Oh. That could have been worse. Yeah, but anyway. anyway, all right. So we got two people already. Yeah, we got Jack Porter. We got David Clyde. All right. Now, by the way, Cody Ingstrom coming up in about ten. Yeah, minutes. I couldn't find him out there, but the door was unlocked, so all maybe right. he'll come in. Now. You remember uh, back from softball season the name Jada Coleman, right? Oh, yeah. In fact, I reached out to Jada a couple weeks ago. Blow you off again? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't blow me off the, the first time. Yeah. But now she's a multi-time state yeah, champion yeah. or a national yeah, champion. And there. like player of the year in the yeah, conference I'm, and all that's that. that's it. Yeah, we're, she's we're, posting all over social media, but yeah. she's not responding to me. That's all right. We had our, our time together. <laughs> we, <laughs> really? Our one interview with her. I've got it on tape someplace. Yeah. Um, so this is not this is Jaden Coleman. Now I showed you this name earlier in a week, but you probably forgot already. Jaden Coleman. Yeah, Jaden Coleman. It's a young man, and uh, Jaden is going to be a Liberty Idol Leopard next year. You did show me this young man's name, yes. And Chop confirmed to me that uh, he um, is on the way. Jaden's coming. Yeah. Now I got to reach for my phone here because I want to give you a list if you're a Leopard fan if you're a fan of the Leopards yep. by the way you're uh, you're rocking the uh, state championship shirt by the way that's the state well, finals, state final. well, it's finals yeah. championship whatever it was in the uh, championship Jaden Coleman is uh, moving to Texarkana from Phoenix City Alabama alright and his family's moving here and so uh, he's going to finish his high school career here. He's, he'll be—he's a rising senior. He's a senior. Okay. He's going to be a senior this All year. All right. Um, he's got sixteen college offers. Sixteen already. He hasn't yeah. played a down for LE yet. He's got offers from Auburn, Arkansas, North Carolina, and Texas A&M. Okay. Among the sixteen, uh, five ten, hundred seventy-eight pound corner. Okay. I'm thinking if I'm the folks out in L.A. and you're bringing me 
a guy with those offers and yeah. that pedigree, and yeah. he's coming here for his senior year. That's good news. That's big news. And not, okay, I'm going to do even more than that. Not not only is that big news. Now you got a guy lined up against Prevo in practice for the next however many months. Makes both of them. Better. Makes both of them better. Yeah. Now you know we saw this in Longview. We had Willie Nelson and Jaden Hale in Longview. Yeah. And Jaden's in Alabama. Yeah. Nelson's getting offers all over the place. Oh, this could be big. So at the four level to have a kid like that move in, and uh, like I say, uh, Chop said it's 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 a real deal. deal. He's coming. He's coming. Jaden's coming. Yeah. So there's a name for you folks in Tuscan. One you're not familiar with unless you follow football in Phoenix City, <laughs> Alabama. Does he go by JC, I wonder? I don't know. This is an Earl Gill, Tyler Huff thing. They're yeah. going to they have to be all over this. Well, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they're what, already on it. So I wonder what his family does. Now i got all kinds of questions. we got to get the kid on. I want to know what's going on. Well, Okay. Talk to he'll probably be on the power. I, just talked to, I was gonna say I just talked to Earl. <laughs> he'll Earl, be on the power hour. Tell me, yeah. Yeah, he'll be on the power hour soon enough. But anyway, there's your third name for three names. I have other names this week, but those are the three that made the It's cut. actually an exciting uh, piece of news for uh the LE fans around yeah, here. Well for football fans in yeah, general. Getting a talent moving into the area. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh Yeah, I it, I don't know if you saw this story. Well, of course Jason Boston sent us a text today about not only the passing of Ryan, but how the uh, folks down in Carthage yes. had two other tragedies tragedies that happened this week. I, I looked at the story on the uh, the passing of the other. They had a young man in Carthage who uh, passed away in a house fire with yeah. his mother this yeah. week, which was just horrific. And soon-to-be incoming sophomore who uh, had been on the uh, JV roster, I think, for most of the year last year, but got moved up for the varsity for the state championship run for the uh, for, for Carthage. But, uh, uh, yeah, he passed away in a house fire. So as you're talking about teenagers moving in, coming in, and all that, there's uh, that one to throw out there as well. Horrible stuff. All right, Cody Engstrom sliding in. He's decked out in Redwater stuff. We're going to take a timeout. We'll get him coached up on how to use the microphone, and we'll do a little uh, interview. Oh, you give me the face. You done this? I've been here once. No, all right. He's done it one time. Oh, you've been on the. Been on the morning. You've been on the morning. That doesn't count. <laughs> you're on the. You're in big leagues now. It's a different world here. here. All right, we'll take a break. We're coming right back. Cody Angstrom joining us next. We're on leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. I didn't even coach him up on this. You need to get closer to the mic. We just, yeah, we need to do that. We did, we, we did all kinds of talking during the break and didn't talk about what was important, which was uh, making sure people could hear you. Cody Engstrom's in here today since he is now the new head man in Redwater. You're sporting the gear. You're looking yes, good. Is it weird going from uh, from red to blue? Uh, it, it's different. Had to clean out the whole closet and got a whole new wardrobe going on. So so. There's nothing wrong with that. No. It, you get to pick the it. clothes now. There That's we go. the beautiful part about this. There we go. You get this year's one set of uniforms. I <laughs> imagine there's a last year's. <laughs> well, they, I think they got all new stuff last year, so See? I'm good right now. So. Okay, so... And if, you ain't got kids yet lobbying for numbers already? Not now? yet. Not, I just met them... Uh, What's today? Thursday. I just met him on Monday. So. And then the same thing. Hey, coach, could I have number twelve? Or not yet. I'll wear number twelve. Yeah, I'll wear it. Nobody else wants it. I'll take it. They're all quiet at first, trying to get to know the new guy. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, let's talk about this because a year ago, you made the decision to leave LE 
and right. head over to Arkansas High, which, as you told us, you've been at LA since kindergarten. That right. could not have been an easy decision. Uh, it was different. It was a difficult decision for me and my wife and uh, our family. Um, she left LA also, went over to TISD. Um, I th- we thought it was the best thing for my career right. in that move, and uh, I don't know that I'd be sitting here today as a head coach if I wouldn't have done that. And how did it go at Arkansas High? Uh, man, it was. We had a blast in the one year I was there. Had a really good team, real senior heavy team. We took over. Uh, ended up getting beat by a, a private school, Little Rock Christian, in the state semifinals. But I think we went like twenty-two and four. Had, had a great season, a lot of fun. So we're gonna find out if it's you or if it's something else. Because you leave, Ellie goes to the state championship game. If Arkansas you. High goes to the state championship game next year, we know it's you. Well, then I guess I'll hang it up and let Redwater go the next year. No, to keep hiring that's you. That's right. There you go. So there the you go. After you leave, they yeah, will we'll do. put some in the contract. Uh, I think that's the Buck Schalter thing. Oh, man. They would win a championship. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So cool. what, what what happened with Redwater? Walk us through how this process happened. Uh, well, I was kind of in between what I wanted to do this summer. Uh, looking Going forward, uh, I've been looking at some head baseball jobs. You know, that's that's been the ultimate goal since I started and got into this career. Uh, baseball's been my majority of my life. I wanted to be a head guy, and uh, I got a phone call. I was actually on the way back from Austin. I went and watched. Uh, you know, I love all those kids, Liberty Island. Okay. I had most of them since they were in sixth grade, and uh, me and Fowler are still real close. Went down there and watched those two games, and uh, I was on my way back from Austin and got a phone call that that job was open, and I was in there Monday for an interview. Really? So, what happened quick? It, it was it was all real quick. Now, of course, Brandon Martindale, who was the head coach, taking the job over in Ashdown. Right. Have you had a chance to talk to Brandon since that job opened up? I have. I talked to him several times. Uh, it's actually where I got all this gear from. <laughs> he uh, he brought me his keys and all his gear, so I got the hand-me-downs. So now I've got some blue in the closet. And what did you pick up from those conversations? Uh, man, we, just, we talked a lot about the kids, what's coming back, um, kind of how everything runs there. Uh, he spoke real highly of Coach Lane, the athletic director there, which I, you know, I didn't know him. I'd right. never talked to him before the interview. Uh, spoke real highly of him. You know, it's kind of something you want to make sure of from guys who have worked for him That's going right. in. And so I got all good reviews and got offered the job. And so, well, let's go. Are you, are you kind of feeling like your head's spinning here? This has been such a weird twelve months. It's it's been different, um, but I'm excited to be the uh, finally get to run my own baseball program and. You know, just hit the ground running and let's go. That the only bad part is I get not the bad part, but the you know, you come in as a baseball coach and it's football time now. I'm sure it is. So yeah, you get revved up for that and now I gotta get my head on for football, get ready to go for that. <laughs> and Brian, I need to apologize to you because this morning I was talking to Chop Buchanan and I told him you had taken the mall job, which means I confused oh, boy. you. And so Oh, there we go. I, I, I need to to you, my I, closet would have matched better. Yeah, I guess. But I'm just, yeah, I, I sat on the air this morning. Yeah, Ingstrom took the mall job, but I, I'm thinking, why would I do that to you? I, yeah. I like you, Cody. I'll forgive you this time. <laughs> well, this is a good guy. We're going to get him in probably next week. And you're right, he did. He took the the mod job. It's been weird. A couple of these jobs opening up at the same time in the right. western part of the county. You guys won't play in the same district. Certainly, they're a little smaller in, in classification. But you walk into a district that's nothing easy here hooks no. ran the table in district atlanta was really good as well right. this is not an easy task no not at all and atlanta's always got a great program they always have uh you know when, when i was in school and when i started at liberty Island, they were in our district and uh coach Hooten does a great job over there and you know uh coach heights done a great job turning hooks around i think they went they won 25 26 games yeah. this year and it's not going to be easy, but uh, as long as the kids buy in, we'll hit it running, and shoot, we'll play anybody. You've obviously been at L.A. a long time. The Fowlers have been an influence upon you. Right. I don't know if you were around Craig much last, the year before or whatever, but what did you learn from Trent Wilson this year? What did you pick up from him? Man, it, I think it was really good for me uh, before getting a head job going over there because Trent has a completely different style from Fowler. And I don't know that I have the right words to describe how it's different, but it's just it's a different style of coaching. Uh, it was a different style of practice. And so, you know, Zach Fowler is the only head coach I'd worked under since, uh, since I started coaching high school baseball. 
um, you know, you don't count the Legion stuff I did for a few years because I was the head guy then. Um, but just seeing how somebody else looks at it and then getting to work with Craig for a year who, you know, his resume is what it is, you know, it's really impressive. Um, so basically it was like I got to work under three different head coaches with a, a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, I always told Zach since I went to Arkansas, he was probably the best baseball coach in East Texas. I can't tell him that anymore, though. I said, we're going to come after you. <laughs> so, schedule? Uh, I don't know if it's going to work this year. Uh, we're probably pretty much going to play the same schedule that Martindale had set, but we'll see him in a scrimmage. So we, we scrimmage every year. Um, I'll probably be missing, you know, uh, being a 3A school. we got a lot of three-sport athletes. Um, I'll be missing quite a bit for basketball, but I mean, next guy up, I'm gonna throw the freshman out there at him. Let's go, let's grind and get after him. Well, I'm gonna dig in deeper on on your difference of coaching styles for a minute. And while you said you couldn't necessarily put words to it, I'm not gonna buy that. I'm gonna make you explain it a little bit better. So you, you spent a lot of time with Zach. Talk about that coaching style, and then let's come back and talk about Trent's for a minute. Man, it's tough. Uh, I mean, they're both great coaches. I mean, Zach's been to a state championship game now. Um, in 2021, we felt like we, you know, we had a chance to win it. Yep. Uh, we make a couple errors, and Pleasant Grove beats us. And then work with Wilson this year, who he's won, he's won state championships. He's been to the finals. I mean, I don't know how many times, but he's won a ring or two. And uh, man, just people go about things differently. Like, how are you going to teach this? One guy's going to teach it this way. One guy's going to teach. It's just like when we go to the clinics, right? And uh, you listen to you know the best college coaches in the country talk or the best high school coaches in the co- everybody's got a different way of doing it and uh, i think it's just real beneficial to see how multiple people have done it and be at practice with those guys every day so if you were going to take one thing away from what you've learned and, and, and saw with zach because you guys are kind of growing up together doing this right what would be one thing you say i i like what fowler did here um Man, that's tough. Uh, I mean, we were always real aggressive on the bases, okay. and that, that's the kind of baseball I like. Put pressure on the other defense, uh, hit and run a lot, bunt and run. I mean, so you really small ball stuff. You really like that aggressive small uh, ball stuff. To, people, well, old school small balls kind of like take a sack bunt, right. take you take your out. And um, what we kind of came to at LE is like we're going to put the bunt down, but we want the guy safe at first too. Okay, that, that, that's what we want. We want both guys on. I mean, and if you can't defend the bunt. You saw it in the semifinals against Kenyon Randall. They couldn't defend the bunt in the nope. first inning. Nope. And uh, you keep putting pressure on them. That's yeah, Craig Jones and Zach Fowler all over. So what is Trent? How's Trent different? Uh, I guess Trent, we probably spent a lot more time, maybe not as much time on the small ball stuff. We would steal a lot. We were going to be super aggressive on the base paths. Okay. But um, we really spent a lot of time backspinning balls into the opposite field gap, which I was real big on anyway. Uh, we did the same thing Liberty Isla with opposite field hitting, you know, letting the ball get deep, seeing the ball a long time. And uh, we probably spent more time on that than bunting. And, um, you know, we had a little bit smaller staff at Arkansas High. Right. So we did kind of some more stuff together as far as, uh, you know, at Liberty Isla, you know, Zach's a great pitching guy. Obviously, he did it professionally. And uh, we would do some of that stuff together. So, it was, you know, I didn't see as much of the pitching stuff as Zach did because I was usually working a different position group. Right. And uh, I got to see more of that this year. Are you a guy that's going to be uh, coaching? I, I'm assuming 3A in particular. There's not a lot of bodies. Right. You going to be coaching at third? Uh, that's the plan right now. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, we'll have two assistants, so we'll have a three-man staff, okay. which is, you know, it, it'll be a little tough. We might be stretched thin at times. We have a lot of kids that want to play baseball there. Good. Uh, Redwater has a really good youth youth baseball program down the Our field's actually at the youth sports complex. And uh, so we'll probably still have two JVs. And uh, which, wow. which I think is great. No kidding. I mean, the more kids that are getting reps, the better we're going to be. Yeah, that was one of the things I want to talk to you about. I see Redwater as this fast-growing suburb now. I don't right. see it as a little old country right. Redwater anymore. I see homes being built out that way. More people want their kids out that way now. That's got to benefit baseball, doesn't it? Uh, I sure hope so. I mean, I guess we'll see. Like I said, I've only been there a couple of days. But, I mean, you know, I've seen it probably from the same view you have, uh, just from the, the Texarkana standpoint. Uh, a lot of people moving out there. I don't know what that's doing with the school enrollment. I don't know. But uh, I, I've talked to quite a few parents there and coaches and guys that uh, run the youth sports program, and their their numbers this year were the best they've ever had. i got, I got to think this job's 
A lot better than it would have been 10 years ago, just because of the number of homes being out there now. Uh, I would think so. So, I mean, I hope a couple pitchers move out there and build a house. So. <laughs> Good luck with that. I hope that works out for you. 6'4", 6'4", pitchers? I'll take them. That's right. Lefties? I'll take them. That's right. That's you said you're going to be coaching some football. What are you going to be doing for football? I'll be coaching the defensive backs. Okay. You looking forward to that again? Oh, yeah. Football's always a fun time, man. It, it gets me out of the baseball mode for a little while because otherwise I'll be beating my head against a wall. Waiting. Uh, all fall, That's just right. waiting on it to be there. And, uh, you know, football's a different monster. Um, it's just a different style of coaching. And uh, I think it's a good it's a good relief break away from baseball for a little while. Um, yeah, I think a lot of our kids out there, like I said, play three sports. And uh, I think that's great. They're learning to compete every day. And, uh, you know, on the football field, you've got to compete because, you know, you get your head knocked off if you're not competing. Now, so. now historically, and historically being post-COVID, Redwater's been good, gotten into the playoffs each year, knocked out in the first round each year. So as you start meeting with your guys – What's your message? How, what, what, how are we framing our beginning of trying to figure out what the Cody Engstrom regime in Redwater is going to look like? Right. Well, I uh, I met with about 23 kids. I think it was 22, 23 kids on Monday uh, during, like, the sports-specific workout slotted time. I know we were still missing quite a few kids. You know, it's the summer. Kids right. are working. They're gone on vacation. And uh, it's like I told them, I, you know, they're only a year removed from winning a district championship over there. Yep. And uh, this year, I think they finished third or fourth and um, had about a 500 record. And uh, I was like, that, that's just not going to be good enough anymore. The, the expectation's got to be to win, and uh, that's all I want to be a part of. So, I mean, we're going to go out and grind it. We're not going to talk about the playoffs right now. Right. We're going to focus on the first scrimmage, then the second scrimmage, and then when the scrimmages are done, we'll, we'll uh, focus on the first opponent. And uh, the first goal will be to win a district championship and let that take care of itself and we'll focus on the playoffs when we get there cody engstrom in here with us the new baseball coach over at redwater you had a chance you said to meet with some of the guys earlier this week what do you have coming back was this a senior heavy team that just graduated or do you have a bunch of kids coming back here who were starters last year uh from what i understand i think we have six or seven returning starters excellent uh, the number one on the mound will be back. He's about a six-two left-handed pitcher. There you go. Uh, they had a lot of success in that district last year. Um, I know there's a real good freshman class coming in, so I'm, I'm hoping some of those freshmen they played a lot of travel ball together growing up, and they can come in and compete and push those older guys. And because uh, if you don't have competition at practice, right. it kind of gets stagnant. Though those Fre- younger guys need to come in and push those older guys to be better. Freshman going to play for you? If he's one of the best nine, he okay. will. Okay. Well, so, so some coaches are going, ah, you know, I want my seniors playing. They've been on the field for a couple of years. I don't know if I trust a ninth grader. But that we saw PG had four ninth graders starting right. in their lineup. So it's not necessarily yep. the old rule anymore. Right. And if you look at, like, the Liberty Allo team, they had a freshman DH and four sophomores yep. starting. Yep. So the best nine that we have will be on the field, the, the best nine that give us the best chance to win. Right, the knock on Redwater baseball in the past has been facilities. Right. Because there was a time a few years ago that their uh, baseball field doubled as a swimming pool in the spring. Right. Um, i got to think it's a huge advantage for Hooks now to have turf. They can practice just about every day. And Atlanta, too. Atlanta's now Mm -hmm. got turf. Out of the city, yeah. And so uh, how do you approach that as far as, obviously, if you win, people are more inclined to spend tax money on things like that. Right. But at the same time, you know it's a difference maker when you can get more practices in. Oh, no doubt. You guys, unless I'm something's been built, I'm not familiar with, don't have an indoor, you right. don't have the things that other people have. How do you get ready on cold, wet days in the winter? Man, all you can do is, uh, if those kids buy in, which I hope they will, you know, that's what I told somebody the other day. It's a good thing to, you know, taking a baseball job. You have the whole football season to get to know those kids and build trust with them and so they'll come to work for you every day and those days you know we can't do anything about a facility and that that school district i'm sure you know i haven't been there yet uh just a couple days working on the field already and i'm sure they're doing the best they can and uh they want the best for their kids just like every other school district but uh, i mean if that thing holds water like you're saying then we'll find somewhere to go i don't care if i have to bust them around somewhere or we're in a gym somewhere Uh, i know they have a they have um, some indoor cages in a middle school gym. If we're stuck in there, 
then I mean we'll be you know hundred percent for how many hours we're in there uh the kids just got to buy in and I mean we can take that day to get one percent better whether it's on the field or in a gym or somewhere else or we're at I, I got to drive to Spring Lake Park we'll uh we'll find somewhere we'll be somewhere we'll be getting better yeah if I mean, it's, it's wet like I don't do. think you want to go to Dobson well <laughs> at least they have a tarp <laughs> yeah that's true Coach Jones has been doing a good job out there yeah yeah is Cody Angster joining us this afternoon we're gonna take a break you stick around Oh, yeah. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. It's about uh, 15 minutes till 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 1079. When you've escaped the screens and the sun bathes everything in a golden glow you a cold organic beer that tastes as perfect as nature itself that's pure gold Welcome back. 12 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. Reminder, tomorrow on uh, Kirk and Company. Governor will be in. Razorback Billy will hop on with us. I'm sure he's got some memories of Ryan Mallett that he'll want to share with us. You as bet. A longtime Razorback fan. Cody Engstrom, speaking of Razorbacks, in here today. The uh, former assistant coach at Arkansas High, now the head guy over at Redwater. And, between uh, segments here, we were talking a little bit about uh, about Ty Wade, who I don't know what superlatives haven't been used that you, you use for the kid, but uh, he's about to head off to the University of Arkansas, and unless somebody drafts him high enough and offers him enough money, right. how, how good is he? Man, it's hard to put that into words. He, he's really good. He's one of the – he may be the best high school hitter I've been around with my own eyes. Really? Um, you know, I've seen – probably some better defenders in Middlebrooks and Heathcott. I mean, those you know, we're talking guys that played in the league and yeah. will won a World Series. Like, that's big company to be mentioned with. But the way he swung the bat this year, it, it was really impressive. You know, I saw him two years ago um, with Braylon when Braylon Bishop was, was right. still in town and just was blown away how um, – Going about his business, Ty Wade is, and he's a friendly kid. He's there's not. I don't think he's ever met a stranger. Right. Everybody knows him. He talks to everybody. He's just outgoing and gregarious, and you feel like that's going to serve him so well as he tries to move on to the next level of things. Uh, no doubt, man. He's he's one of the best kids you could ask to coach. I mean, the kid goes in, you know, during the season and during off season, he's doing his own workouts at five in the morning. And then he's coming in and lifting with our baseball offseason during the period because, you know, he didn't play football this year. Right. And, I mean, just meal prepping for himself. You know, you don't see 18-year-old kids doing that. Nope. And it's just it's, it was really impressive to, uh, even as a coach, just sit back and take in, like, what he did this year. Do you see him going uh, multiple years at Arkansas, or do you see the major leagues getting hold of him before? Well, the only – it's tough because of the program that Arkansas has. It's going to be if uh, – if he can really swing it during the fall and how much he can be showcased next spring and then he's in his sophomore spring right that's the competition is uh it's it's pretty tough there at arkansas i mean i'm not i've never been a razorback fan it was you know i, I took a lot of uh took a lot of hate speech to my phone last year when i had to start wearing that pig on me but uh so so i said man they're paying the bills that's and, right you know, let's go to well, work you're not talking about that pig you're talking about the other one there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a ball cap. I wouldn't wear it. You got mad at me for not wearing it, but it, it's it was, hard. It was tough for me at first cause, just because I knew what I was going to take between social media. and I've always given all my Razorback friends a hard time, but, I mean, they've got – it's hard to deny probably a top five program in the country every year. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not going in there against, you know, any kind of scrubs that he's going to have to hit against no. every day. But, uh, I mean, I think he can do it. The kid's dedicated. Like you say, he's a great human, great work ethic, and uh, very, very talented. Over at Arkansas, did you guys get Co- – Cody Adcock Adc- Adc- have a chance to come home and talk to the guys at all? Uh, he came out to a couple practices this year. And uh, he was in town more during the fall. And um, I know they went over, I think, the Hooks' ball field one day. 
and hit live. You know, Ty hit one out off of him. <laughs> of course so, he did. Which is also his brother-in-law now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It is. Yeah, so, I saw that. Good old family rivalry. Oh, yeah, going that's going to be – wonder if he'll get brushed back in practice yeah, at all. There you go. <laughs> High and tight. That's right. While we're talking about Arkansas High, what was your thoughts about working for Coach Outlaw? He came in this year and uh, convinced you to come over there and all. He did do that. What, what was it uh, like working for the new sheriff in town? Man, he's a great guy. Uh, he was a lot of fun to work for. Uh, I said it was it was kind of weird to go. We became pretty good friends too, you know. And it's always fun to be you know pretty good friends with your boss and have a, that good work relationship. And uh, it was a little weird going there to hand in my resignation but he was really understanding about it he said man you know i want to help you be better and if you're getting a head job i completely understand and fully support it and uh i, I really appreciated that from him you know that it's it's tough as a I, I can imagine from a boss's standpoint and uh he was he was real supportive in that move you uh did you give him a good luck with that 6a thing next year uh we we didn't talk about that but good luck coach <laughs> A football is going to have yeah. it. It's going to be they'll, tough for them in football. It will be. Uh, they'll play, I guess, El Dorado, and you know where he's from, and oh. they'll be in there with Benton, and I guess they're going to stay five a.m. baseball, from what I understand. Which that's still that's a. I don't. I still don't know how we uh, how we swept Benton this year. You know, we had a good group, but uh, Benton ran out five kids that were eighty-eight plus against us, and they were they were very very talented. But uh, our kids came and grinded every day at practice, and not the it's not always the most talented team that wins. I mean, they were deeper than uh, way deeper than us on the mound. And for folks who are listening to that, may not be understanding what you guys are talking about because we really haven't had a chance on this show to talk a little bit about Arkansas High's reclassification next year. Football is going to bump up to six A out of seven A in the state. Everything else stays five A. Mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. It's a weird way Arkansas does it, but uh, the Razorbacks will be the smallest 6A team in the state next year is that, in football. Does it start ne- not this year next after, season, year after next, next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 2024, clarify. fall 2024. Right. Yeah. So they, they will go into the it. SEC. <laughs> there you go. They're going to get the Oklahoma and Texas treatment. Oh, yeah, I'm God. sure they will get some of that. They'll be welcomed. Do you have the opportunity to hire your own assistants right now, or are they going to be locked in for you this uh, year? I don't. I'm going to have the same assistants as were there last year. Okay. Which um, uh, Coach Roman Johnson's been there a really long time. He's been a head coach, uh, lots and lots of experience. And uh, Coach Michael Hayden, he's been he's coached at the D two college level at Henderson State, and uh, he's he's been around. He's I think he's been there like three years. I'm not sure where he was, uh, if he came straight from Henderson or not. Um, I haven't got a chance to really sit down and meet him a whole lot yet. I just know a little bit about him, but uh, those those will be with the two assistants, and so lots of baseball knowledge on the staff. How, how much are you relying on these guys this year? Man, there's going to be times where I'm going to have to lean on them a yeah. lot, and I hope they know that. And you can't do it all by yourself. There's, no, there's just no way. There's too many. If we have 45, 50 baseball kids out there, uh, I mean, the between two JVs, if we have a ninth grade team or just have two JVs, I mean, it's just as important from the youngest kid out there to the oldest to develop a program. Who's coaching those JVs? How are you going to uh, have that worked out? I'm not sure yet. Okay. We're going to sit down and talk as a staff right. and get all that worked out and be ready to go. So between the three of you? Yes, You're sir. having to deal with a freshman team and two JV teams and a varsity team. Well, I don't know if it'll be a freshman and JV or two JV. Okay. Well, three right. teams total. You'll have three teams between the three of you. Right. Nobody's getting a day off, are they? Man, there's no time for that. <laughs> there are no days off. We'll get a day off in June. Uh, the end of June. There we go. All right. I hope so. Now, more importantly, uh, have you got the office decorated yet? I have. I don't even know which chair's mine yet. <laughs> <laughs> the new one that's what you say the new one's yours yeah, which i guess whichever one martindale cleaned right. out i don't know uh i haven't been up there a whole lot you know i went up there monday like i said and since then i've just been down at the baseball field working how excited are you man i'm pumped up i'm pumped up waited a waited quite a while for this uh like i said got into coaching legion ball i did that for four years when, when did you start doing that i think it was 2013 okay um you know the texarkana tigers were here and uh, I took it over from my boss who was running that and we made it you know the kids didn't want to wear orange to be the Tigers that weren't from Texas High you know and they they got rid of TC's program so we right. became the Bulldogs right. and uh, that's still running strong now and I, t- I take a lot of pride still in going to watch that program and we handed it off to Kevin Sutton 
It was a great job. Did a great job. Yeah. And now I, I think uh, um, Boozer and Pipes are running it, I think, now. And they're still doing a great job. So they won a tournament last weekend in Benton. So I try to keep up with that. I mean, I, I, all the time I spent out at Dobson, man, I loved those years. Still keep up with those kids. Uh, you know, we we won the first state championship that Texas Canada had won since 2009 um, when uh, when Waka and all those guys played for the Indians. Yeah. And uh, we went out to Arizona and played in the regionals, and it was a great time. And uh, I was actually on the way back from one of those tournaments when Fowler called me that he got the job right. and uh, wanted me to come coach with him. So ever since then, it's like, man, it's a lot of fun. I want to be a head baseball coach. There you go. Got came a long way from a uh, software engineering degree. That's where I started at, and I was like, "Man, this ain't no fun." Well, those aren't in demand. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this baseball thing going for you. Yeah, I was like, "Man, this is gonna make money." Yeah. That's what I want to go major in. And I, I changed the major. I was like, "Let's go coach baseball. That'd be more fun." Isn't it fun though? Oh, uh, it's it's blast, man. It's crazy. I was telling, uh, I met a few of the Redwater parents the other night yeah. watching their summer league game. I was like, "Man, I just never thought that I'd get paid to do this." Like. You be know, careful it, saying that they may not yeah it has its times man you know there's a lot of hours and um that's one thing we've been you know a little hesitant of because we got a new baby in the house congratulations and, uh, thank you he just turned five months on monday there you go and uh left-hander right-hander um, we're gonna see maybe both oh smart maybe both we'll, hey, we're gonna work on it we, we learned the other day uh you let them play golf right-handed swing a bat left-handed there and we go. don't have to worry about interfering. There you go. Yeah, there you that's go. what Britton Clark does. I hope he can beat me in golf pretty soon. He's gonna be doing a whole lot. <laughs> Cody Angstrom spending a little time with us this afternoon. Are you a summer camp kind of guy? You're gonna have a camp, and obviously this summer's already gone by. And I doubt right. you're gonna do it this year, but next year is that something you're looking at trying to do? Uh, that's something I'd like to do. Uh, you know, I don't know how Redwater does everything yet because I'm so new, but. Right. Uh, I think it'd be great just to get those younger kids involved. And like I said, they, their numbers were real high this year. I guess – I think it told me the best they've ever been. Wow. And for Redwater Youth Sports Association, Excellent. baseball and softball. And uh, that's one thing I love, too, about the baseball field, being there at the city complex. Because we can get done with practice. I can go watch those kids play. They get to know me before they get to high school. Sure. And build that relationship. Are you going to be responsible for m- maintaining the field? Yes. You I, are? I think that should always fall on the head coach anyway. Okay. So are you good with the uh, – have you been working on this skill already? Oh, uh, I mean, that's just part of coaching baseball, man. We uh, I took over Dobson and signed a contract for it back in 2013. Really? When, uh, you know, A&M wasn't here yet. Or right. A&M's baseball team wasn't here right. yet. And the city didn't want to take care of it if we were playing on it. So signed a contract. You know, I had some good help back then. Right. And uh, we went to work on that. And I've been I've been hula-hoeing infields ever since, man, nonstop. So what's your, what's your, what's your go-to grass? You got well, a grass type? Well, what time of year is it? What, what are we talking? Well, <laughs> I mean, you plant the winter rye, and then when it gets hot, the Bermuda emerges. See, there Chuck Cross is doing a thing over at, at TISD. He did this in Ashdown about uh, doing turf preparation and right. and growing sod, that stuff. I didn't know if you were a student of his. I'm not, but I plan Should on be. making a phone call <laughs> to right. him because, man, that Ashdown field, he had it looking, man. And I know uh, I'm good. I played baseball with Ryan Hunty growing up, right, the golf right. coach at Texas High. And I know Chuck's done a great job on their driving range and chipping area out there. So I'll be giving him a call at some point in time. Come teach me a little something. Yeah, there's no brown blades of grass anywhere. Not out, not out there. All right, we got to go. It's great seeing you. Yes, sir. Congratulations again on the new job. Thank we you. We look forward to getting you back in here again as you guys are making a march toward a state championship next year. Uh, sounds like a plan to me. There you go. Cody Angstrom, we're done for today. You can listen and leave in the yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan 1079. KCMC.